This is the Enneagram 8 Podcast, and we're here to take you inside the armor. Do you find that the mover shaker name fits your tri-type? 100%. Yeah. I feel like I'm always moving and I mean, literally dancing, you know, like just kind of always bopping and grooving and, and in the definition or the, you know, the little blurb, like we just do, like we're just doers. Always. Constantly doing. Uh, I'm a school counselor for grades three through five. Um, I am a triathlete. I've done Ironman twice. Uh, both Ironman Wisconsin. I am now retired officially, I say. But yeah, I said that the first time too. Um, I am an auntie of two boys. Uh, so I have two nephews and my family is very close. Uh, so I spend a lot of time with them. My mom and I love to travel. So we've we've done a lot of road trips. We've done a lot of Disney. The only thing I can't get her to do is go out of the country with me. So we haven't done that yet. What do you do as a school counselor? Every, every position is different, just like in teaching, just like in most jobs. But I spend a lot of my time actually teaching. Um, it's called classroom like guidance lessons, but I co- my class is called life skills. So emotion management, problem solving, right, different things, careers, uh, different things like that. And then sometimes one-on-one, you know, time with kids or small groups. Uh, and a lot of times I'm just responding and supporting students, whether it's in class, in the hallway, in the lunchroom, out at recess, a variety of different things, or stepping in and supporting my my staff as well. Right. That'll yeah, keep every you day busy. is different, which I like. <laughs> yes. Like, are you uh, self-prez, social? Yes, I am self-prez. And then do you know what next you'd be? I think social. I think okay. one-to-one is like my last. <laughs> I'm just curious to know. Yeah. To see the difference, because I am, I'm definitely social, sexual, and self-prez last. <laughs> yes. It's neat to see how, how the stacking plays in even to the tri-type. Yes. And my, my friend, so I have my triathlon teammates and friends, like my core group of people are really into the Enneagram. We have a, a five who is, who brought it into our group. And so that's, we, I mean, we talk about, we just talked about it Sunday night, um, you know, for hours. And so I remember saying like, oh, I'm self-prez because everybody thought I was going to be social. I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I almost think that to do like triathlons, you do need to be some sort of like self-prez in one of your first two instincts. Right. It's, it's a lot of time, right? To be yeah. on yourself. And it's good that you can do that. I would always be like, oh, I'll, I'll get around to it when I finish right. all the other things. And then right. I would never get around to it. So yeah, that's the problem with having self-prez last. Um, so how did you know you were an eight? Oh, I knew right away. Um, I don't think I ever took a free one. I just had my friend who is the five sent us the, you know, Enneagram Institute quiz or whatever it is and yep. she had me pegged as an eight already you know she doesn't like to do that but like she knew um, <laughs> and then there's there's another teammate who is also an eight and we're very similar in how we respond or talk about things or you know the we get loud together right <laughs> so, um and I so it, it was just one of those things where it was like yep no question whereas I think almost every other person in my core group of friends probably you know like eight or nine of us have thought they were one number or another. Did you ever wonder if you were a different number or you've always been certain? I've always been certain I was an eight. Like every once in a while, I'll read something from like a one or a three and I'll be like, meh, maybe. But then it's like, you go back to that core fear and it's like, nope, that's not me. <laughs> the Even just the name, like whether you look at it and you see the challenger or the protector or I am always the first one to say something out loud that everybody's thinking. I also feel like I'm, you know, kind of that like protector, that social social justice piece. 
also when you talk about feelings like like with eights, I have really, really strong feelings, but they don't last very long. Like right. it's like, you know, a very strong anger or a very strong passion or a very strong, you know, sadness or whatever it is, even excited. And then it kind of like fades pretty quickly. I also am very loud and like I get very passionate about things and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not yelling. I'm passionate. Um, <laughs> and so I know that's a big, a big thing for AIDS. So I'll read a little bit of Catherine Favre's description of the mover and shaker tri-type and then we can talk a little bit about what you resonate with. It says if you're the 873, you're ambitious, innovative, and protective. You want to be efficient, happy, and straightforward. You're a dynamic go-getter focused on the prize. You see the big picture, positive future with the will to make it happen. Seeking success, obstacles are seen as competitive challenges. Your life mission is to see what is possible and find innovative ways to achieve your goals. You're happiest when you're in a position of power to manifest your vision and make things happen. You need to be doing to feel alive. You can be so expeditious. Oh my goodness, I can't even read this morning. (laughs) Expeditious? I don't even know what I can't even say it. (laughs) You can be so assertive and results oriented that you miss your impact on others and the deeper meaning and significance of why you are doing what you're doing. So what of that resonates with you? All of it. Um, (laughs) You know, the the going back to triathlons, like that's kind of how I got into doing the Ironman the first time it was um, I've grown a lot since then in, you know, just a lot of it, especially through the Enneagram. But like my my life motto used to be watch me. Like, just watch me. Like, I'm, I'm going to do it and, right. and you're going to watch me. You know, that kind of comes out of like a wounding message from childhood and being like, <laughs> you're not good enough. So, you know, so it's like that. Watch me. I'm going to do this. And I would say that one, um, the assertiveness is is a big piece that I uh, teach my students daily. And I was like, if I can teach you to advocate for yourself. And then uh, that last part, which is, you know, that the area of growth there where it's like not really paying attention to kind of the impact of things um, and just doing. Right. I um, think all eights can resonate with that a little bit. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. <laughs> but then uh, I think the mover and the shaker, right? Because we're triple assertive and we're always, all three numbers move forward and we're all right. pushing against people. So we're constantly in motion, pushing yes. and moving. So yeah, I think we, we often miss the deeper impact we have on people. Mm-hmm. Oh, all the time. I'll hear something later and I'll be like, I didn't say that. Like, I didn't even say that out loud. And they're like, but you did. And I was like, oh, I didn't even like realize I said it. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're moving so fast. Right. So do you relate to the want to win and have power? That is the part that I probably don't as much. There, Yes, there are pieces where I think if I know maybe the eightness in me, that control piece, like if I know I can win or, you know, can be in a place of power. Whereas like when I come to triathlon when it comes to swimming when it comes to running when it comes any really anything athletic I'm not competitive at all because I know that I'm not going to do well like I'm not I'm not fast I'm not in it for you yes I'm in it for me I'm I'm not in it to win it like I'm I'm around some very competitive teammates and I'm like you go do your thing I'm just gonna go hang out here in the back (laughs) but do you do you try to beat your own score like your own yes Uh that I do yes I don't try to beat other people because that doesn't really resonate with me but yes myself correct and the have power piece like do you do you feel the need to be in charge all the time and have the power it depends on where I am because surprisingly at school no um I actually have coworkers that are like wait a minute you are not an eight because I'm I always sit back and kind of let other people take take the lead but in in situations like when we're 
even at Disneyland, like, or Disney World, I'm like, this is what we're doing. And this is where we're going. And this is the most efficient. And I what I said is right. And <laughs> so yeah. I, um, I, I do like to have be in control in like, life situations. Yes. So what about at school when you see a better path forward than your coworker? I'm a lot more apt to like talk it out and hear their perspective. And it's all about collaborating. And in my mind, you know, it's like, oh, I have to, I'm working together with these people. We're going to come to the best solution. Right. Um, so it is, it's very interesting. I, I really didn't start thinking about that until a coworker said, she's like, I just learned about the Enneagram and there's no way you're an eight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the part with power, I don't resonate with either because I don't feel the need to have power. I do but- feel the need to be in a position of power when I feel like, I'm along for the ride and I disagree with the yes. the path we're taking. So that's where I that's where I resonate with the power. It's when mm-hmm. it's like, oh hang on, what you guys are doing isn't working. Let uh-huh. me step in and help this this go better or see the bigger picture or fix the inefficiencies here or yes, you know. Exactly. Exactly. And actually my my um we just tri types just came up on Sunday and my friend who is the five had said that's the three in your tri type coming out. I was like, oh the efficiency piece. Yes. Yes. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I thought that was an eight thing, but it's not. Joe always does that, says that to me. Like there's times where I will say something thinking it's eight in the past and she'll say, I don't have that. <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't have that ability. I'll never forget like saying, you know, when you're sitting in a room and you're at a table with a whole bunch of people and you're like, oh, okay. Like trying to meet the needs of all the people like that person needs to feel you know, something mm-hmm. utilized more, or that person is feeling insecure, that person's really nervous, or, and you're yeah. trying to, and she's like, Aaron, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So that's the three piece, right? Like there is that superpower of being right. able to kind of read a room and read what people are feeling without anybody talking about it. Do you feel that you can do that? Like with your coworkers, do you know, sort of when they're in the room with you, what they need from you to feel safe or to feel heard or I I feel like I have gotten better at that now that I'm more aware of that I can kind of bulldoze so you know I feel like I am more aware of stepping back and kind of figuring out you know who hasn't been heard yet or who you know those types of things right yeah yeah and inviting them in do you find that the mover shaker name fits your tri-type like do you feel 100 percent? I feel like I'm always moving and I mean literally dancing um you know like just kind of always bopping and grooving and 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 in the definition or the you know the little blurb like we just do like we're just doers yes always constantly doing do you rest ever yes I like to nap oh that's good (laughs) I love napping in the summer. I can't do it during the school year, but can in you, the summer, that's like my guilty pleasure. <laughs> can you rest without napping? Um, no, because I probably am, you know, doom scrolling on my phone and multitasking by having the TV on. And yeah, I, yeah. I'm not a meditator. I'm not good at that, but I have started it. Well, it's been, I think, a year now or almost two where I, I do yoga on Sundays. And I think I'm finally at the point where I can <laughs> actually do yoga and not be thinking so it's taken a long time (laughs) yeah I'm not there yet I'm not gonna lie I haven't gotten to the it it is fast-paced yoga though like compared to what other people do it's it's through my it's through my gym burn boot camp and so it's like more of a stretching yoga so it's like more of what I can handle but I can actually be present in the moment instead of like thinking yeah, that's that's great. I'll have to look into that because I I know I need it. I just avoid it because right. 
you know. Yeah, I, I don't journal. I don't meditate. I don't. Music is as, about as close as I get. It's like, <laughs> I'm just listening to music. That's good. So how do you think you think using the seven space? Yes. So thinking using the seven, I feel like, um, you know, it's it's kind of that that positive outlook, that optimism, always on the go. Um, I did not used to be spontaneous um, when I was a younger child. It, I We were going on vacation and I threw a fit because my mom didn't have a hotel room booked and I did not want to go. <laughs> I was probably 10. And now, you know, like she'll, she'll be making reservations in the car as we're like an hour away. You know, I feel like I've I've really grown in adulthood in that way of like it's okay that I don't have a plan. You know, so I think I I think I I draw on the seven a lot more as an adult than I than I used to. And what about using your heart in the three space? So threes That's are known to avoid, right? Threes right, right. avoid their heart or they put their feelings in a box. And I feel like the uh-huh. eights do as well. Yes. But they do it to achieve, sorry. The the threes do it so that they can get done what they need to get done. Yeah. And I feel like I I do the whole box thing. Um, usually because yeah, I need to get done what I I am the person who where so maybe being a school counselor is a good fit because it in a crisis situation I can jump in and like shut off what you know the the emotion is. So like when it's a personal crisis as well, or like a family thing or a you know, social thing, you know, I can jump in in that moment too. But yeah, it's I definitely do not share my emotions outside of like my own private space, you know, just to show like, nope, I got this. I'm okay. Everybody else, I got you. And in your own private space, are you able to sit in them? Yes. But I think, I think I don't, I hold on to that or, you know, I I feel them and then I let them go. You know, I don't, I don't sit in them for very long because I'm like, okay, now we're done. (laughs) (laughs) It's so efficient. Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay, we just cried it out. We're good. Or, oh, we just, you know, swore in our car at the driver in front of us. Okay, now we're gone. Now we're done. (laughs) That's funny. Do you think you have 873 or 837 sorted out? Like, which one comes second to your eight? I think it's 837. Okay, so I'll read you the first, uh, a couple descriptions and then... Um, you can comment on that. So the eight okay. three would be the notably success oriented, prominent seeking eight can sometimes utilize image and manipulation to advance their career or enterprise business achievement can lead to political aspirations. The eight seven is the playful, more innovative eight. It that was- one, it, I must go eight seven three because yeah, <laughs> more of that one. Visions come to life when the eight applies their pragmatism and focus to relentlessly working towards their objectives. They're courageous, lighthearted, unhinged inhibited in their exploration or pursuit of fun and joy under stress they can be angry or critical with high standards for themselves or others yes <laughs> eight seven eh? yeah eight seven three yeah when i am driving i think i'm the most critical person <laughs> <laughs> is that because people are too slow <laughs> it, yeah too slow too <laughs> efficient why are you doing that what are you doing <laughs> why are you going there why can't we drive the speed limiter over <laughs> My husband is so patient in the car that I have started to take cues from him. Like, I remember getting really frustrated with people and he'd just look at me and be like, why? Like, why are you so frustrated? Like, we have so much time to get where we're going. And I'm like, I don't know. This is just not efficient. Like, we're, this is ridiculous. Right. right. Like, but why? Like, who right. cares? Let them be inefficient. Like, yep. I, yeah. So I've calmed down, which is great because now my 16 year old is driving and now I can be that person for yeah. her and she's a three. So oh. she's also not tolerant with uh, yeah, inefficiency. <laughs> yeah. 
I always like asking this question. Is there anything that stops you from doing something you want to do? Hmm. (laughs) Sometimes actually thinking about why. Uh Uh-huh. Thinking about why I would do it. That's so funny. (laughs) And is it more, and and is it important? Like, is it it worth it? Is it worth it? Okay. So let me, let me change the question then. So if you, you, if you did same, same situation, if there's something you want to do and you decide it's worth it, will you make it happen? Probably. (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything that will stop you from making it happen? Like Mm -hmm. I was using an example in another interview I did earlier where my husband, I said to him recently, like, I want to go take this. I I wanted to pick up and go within a week on a trip somewhere for various reasons. Yeah. And his immediate response is we can't. Right. I'm like, but we can't. It's just a matter of, is it worth it for the cost, for the ability? Like, we're going to have to rearrange work. What are we missing with the kids? Like, whatever. But we can. Right. We just got to figure out if it's worth it. And then we'll figure out how to do it. (laughs) Right. 100%. 100%. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that is something about this tri-type. Like, I don't think there's anything that I see and the other people I've talked to, too, as like, no, Mm -hmm. I would never answer something I really wanted to do with oh we can't it would right. be like an analyzing of the situation we right. can but is it worth it. getting there yeah <laughs> right is it worth giving up the money is it worth giving up this is it worth yep. the effort it's going to be to go back to work after missing whatever mm-hmm. whatever right right but everything's possible 100 percent. yeah <laughs> and and if I and if I it's something I want I'm going to do it <laughs> right you know? so it drives my husband he's a six it drives him crazy <laughs> I I was guessing he was I have a very good close teammate friend who is a six. And yeah. it's like, okay, let's just do it. But this, this, and this. No, no, no. No, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I relate to that. Oh. Can you get to big picture thinking in a second? Like, do you see the whole picture in a second? Or does it take you a few minutes to go through, like, sort of the, the, the thinking process of it? I think it takes more time for me to see the full picture and put it all together. Because that's actually one of the things where it's like, I actually am very detail oriented when it comes to the big picture. I don't know if that makes sense. Yep. Like in the big picture, I see all the little details that need to happen, but I don't, yeah, I've, I've always been, it's hard for me to articulate, excuse me, articulate big picture in my brain. I've never been able to explain it the way that my brain sees it. (laughs) I don't know how to explain it, but even prior to like Enneagram, like when people say like big picture versus you know, small or whatever. Yeah. I wonder if that is with having this seven second because seven gets in their heads, right? Like they, they do need to think a little bit more about things. Whereas I think the threes are, they're a lot quicker in that area with the, with the bigger picture. And they, it's just a hard one for me to, to try and explain. Yeah. What, what is in my head when it comes to seeing the big picture? It's funny in some of the things too, they describe like the, the 873 versus the 837. The 873 is, so, is much more lighthearted, lighthearted. So they're like more boisterous or impulsive and loud. And then the 837 is, is more competent or image focused, but they're also the ones who are more concerned with winning. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And do you think you avoid suffering like pain and Yes. <laughs> or not thinking about it. Right. You keep moving or yeah. on to the next Well, thing, and it or... depends on what kind, I mean, emotional pain and suffering. Yes. Physical. Oh my God. I, I've done an Iron Man. <laughs> like that was yes. dumb. Oh, no, but it was, was it was more the like, I have to get through, I have to do this to show myself that I can. Well, that was the second one. So the first one is, it was explained to me in a way that I'm like, oh, that makes sense. The first one is to show everybody else you can. 
And then the second one is to show yourself. Because the first one, usually you have kind of that first day, first time adrenaline, that first time, like rose colored glasses, you know, everything goes well. And then my my second one was very hard. But, but I was struggling through it. And then all of a sudden, I decided, you know, at some point, like, I decided to stop running and I was walking with a teammate and here I was and I was like, I was probably the most peppy person out on the course. <laughs> I had people coming up from behind like, I, I heard you talking and I need to stick with you. I was like, okay. You know, but that was also the benefit of doing it twice and it wasn't my first one. And I was like, I'm going to get there. It's fine. I don't care when. And I'm going to make this enjoyable along the road. Right. And I'm going to make this enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's kind of like, I, I put myself in that position, but then it was like, well, I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> right. Because you're not there to prove it to anyone but you. Right, so right. you're going to make it what it is needs to be for you, right? Not yes. for anyone yes. else. But when it comes to like emotions and suffering and pain that way, it's like, nope, I'm, I'm not going there. Like, I don't put myself in that position. I, you know, walk away if something is starting to get there. You know, relationships, I'm, I'm not in one. And so it's like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to date because that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Because it could lead to pain or uncomfortableness. Right. (laughs) Right. Do you often have a backup plan? Just curious because I know a lot of um, people who are high in seven. Yeah. Will like make a plan. Not not necessarily in a way that you or I as an eight would think of a backup plan. But like I have a friend who is a seven and she had a business that was shut down during COVID. So she never wanted to be in that position again. So while they were closed, she went back to school and got her master's and something and uh, for a backup plan. So if she ever has to go back to another job, she's, she's got a second plan if they ever try and close her business again, kind of thing. Right. Like, and there's always a plan B. Oh, if we can't make this campsite in the middle of the lake, then I know the next one we're going to get to. Like, there's just always the other option. Yes. That I would say more, not as big picture as like going back to school. And I mean, I have thought about that, though, as, a, as an educator of like, what else could I do? Yes. Um, or what but you haven't been I put do? in a position where they've said, you know what, you're not going to have your job anymore. Yeah, then I would be like, okay, well, what do we do now? Right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and being okay with that, like, okay, I'm going to figure it out. But yeah, I would say like, you know, in small situations of like, okay, if that doesn't happen, you know, then we can do this, this or this. I think with the 837 tri-type, I think we actually do it intuitively and never realize it's there because we're not actually, it's not a fear. We're not afraid of something. So whereas with the sixes, right, they're always anticipating the worst thing. So they're, whereas I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, when I'm making a backup plan, it's so I'm not disappointed. I'm like, right. let's figure out something else. So if my if my expectation is this and that doesn't work out, then I got another expectation I can meet here. Right, right. Yeah, because I'm I'm not worried about like you said, it's like I'm not worried about something not happening. It's more of a like I I'm solving, I'm like constantly solving that problem in my head. Right. Like like And oh, that's probably what it is more. We're solving the pro- we're solving problems quicker and yeah. anticipatory, right? Like anticipating yeah. the problems and having them solved before we get there. Oh, one hundred percent. And we're not really dealing with them either. Right. <laughs> There, there are no what ifs. It's just a, okay. <laughs> yeah. Have you had any um, health issues? I'm curious because I think the 837 tri-type, we're the assertive tri-type. We're always, we're always moving forward and against people, right? So we're constantly in motion. Yeah. And I don't think we intuitively uh, rest our bodies well. And I think, so I'm yeah. curious because I ask it every time because I hear a lot of people say, oh yeah, I've, I have, or 
Yeah, no, I, I rest when I crash. That's a common one. <laughs> right, exactly. Because, um, so I get, I have really bad sinus issues. And that is, I, I always say, my body is revolting is like what I say, you know, because I'm running, I'm running it too, too far. And I go, if I don't get, you know, my eight hours of sleep tonight, I'm going to be sick tomorrow. You know, like, yep. like, it's like, I know, I know that. So yes, I, you know, it's not like big health issues, but it's like chronic, you know, it's all the time of like, oh my gosh, I'm losing, my, I lose my voice probably six, seven times a year. Right. Um, it, just because. Yep. <laughs> like, so, so yes, <laughs> at first when you asked that, I was like, I don't know. I don't think I had, I've never had cancer or anything like that, but I now <laughs> that you say that, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, all the time. <laughs> I think it's also, we don't, um, sometimes we don't recognize it, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, everyone gets colds, everyone loses their voice, everyone, you know, whatever. <laughs> but when we don't ever give our bodies that space to rest, it, right. it's got to force us into, yeah, not being able to talk or yeah. not being able to move. Well, right? and that's, I had, I had COVID last October and it was still when you had to quarantine for 10 days. Well, I didn't know I, cause again, I have sinus issues. I always get fall allergies. And so yeah. I didn't know until day five that I had it. And then, you know, we had to, I had to stay home for five days from school. And I was like, I would, if I wasn't forced to stay home, I wouldn't have, but I was like dead to the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> like it hit me hard. I had Delta and it was the fatigue. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, but, it, but if I wasn't forced to stay home, I would have been like, oh my God, I got to go to school. I got to go to work. I got to get this done. I think sometimes having the 837 tri-type is a curse because our bodies actually are capable of almost anything until they're not. Mm-hmm. And in the place where we're capable you can go to work being really, really sick because we just can, right? Like right. we are, we have this ability to just shut off yeah. our body's needs to yep. keep moving forward to our detriment. Right. Yeah. I've gone, I've gone to school with headaches or migraines where it's like, I just got to get through the day. I just got to get through. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's taken me a long time to, and, and it's not by choice, but to learn that my body is worthy of rest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is the other thing I think that 837 struggle with a lot is that to recognize that we're, we're valuable when we're immobile. Right. Yeah. Do you feel like that? Yeah. That's an interesting way of putting that. You're still a valuable human if you accomplish zero in a day. Right. Does right. that make you feel like really uncomfortable and kind of squirmy? Because it still saying it out loud makes me right. squirmy. Right. It is. <laughs> It's one of those like, you mean I can sit? I've I've gotten better at it. I mean, COVID and the pandemic kind of forced that because, right? I, you know, I I I live alone. Like I was forced to be alone a lot, and so it was like, oh, like this is what just sitting is like. So I've I've gotten more comfortable with it because I you know we were forced to, but but it's like or like I actually don't mind my own company. Who do right? right? <laughs> I never st- still long enough to know that right? Right. Sometimes going out feels like a chore now, and I'm like I never used to say that. That I feel like that all the time. I have never ever felt like that in my life. Like I've always been the person who's out of the house every day multiple times. And to this day, I despise going to the grocery store since the pandemic. Like I hate errands. I hate them. Right. <laughs> I will avoid them at all costs now. My husband does the groceries more often than not, which usually is a bad thing because he, he just buys whatever's there. So I'm like, oh my gosh, the grocery bill again. But, <laughs> but I just hate it so much that I'm like, whatever, you guys you and the kids go do groceries or, yeah. or I've started ordering them to the, to be picked up or 
delivered. Yeah. I just can't. And I don't know what it is. I just have zero interest. I'm, I'm really content to be at home. And I think there's like a protection of my space now too, mm-hmm. like understanding what it feels like to have that space in a day that's just mine for a bit. And so, yeah. yeah. And that's weird. Like just such a foreign space for me, but I hear you. We're, we're made to move, I think, but we need the rest to be mm. able to do the big things we got to do efficiently yeah. and well, right? Oh, if only we could learn that. <laughs> yeah. Even, even I hear you too. Like I keep my brain moving with my phone, with my, like, I'm just, I can sit still, but I'm not still in my mind. Like I'm still occupying the brain space to not be still, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I need to get better at that. I do too. And I, and I don't often reach for books. Like there, I go through phases. I'll like get sucked into books and have like two oh, me books too. that I'll read. And then yes. I'll be like, oh, I, I can't read anymore. I have the, yes. same, the same one sitting on the shelf that is like half done. I'm like, oh gosh. Yeah. And when I get into like books, I can, I can go like three or four books at a time, yeah. book to book to book. Yeah. And then, and then I get into my phone and yep. like, oh, I'm off books for like a month or two. Mm-hmm. And, oh, okay. I'm not- I got to delete all my apps and then I'm good to go again. <laughs> yes. I have, I've actually, I, I learned that trick that you can, they're still on your phone, but you can delete them from the home screen. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should, cause then it's more effort to like go and find it. Right. And I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. <laughs> maybe I'll try it. We'll see. Oh yeah. No, it's a constant effort. The, the sort of sitting in our stuff, right? That's it for today. We hope by now you've realized there's a lot more going on under the surface. And you'll continue to follow along as we take you inside the armor. <laughs>